You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Red Alarm. Red Alarm. It's 7 p.m. Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern, and that means it's time for Mission Log Live. I'm Norman Lau, and it is my honor to be one of your co-hosts for this evening. But even more honorable is our lovely returning co-host and guest host for tonight's show, Ashley V. Robinson. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you. I read the show notes, and I knew what the introduction was going to be, and I was not emotionally (laughs) prepared for it. It was so funny. I, I had to get that in there because it's just, I think it's apropos and I think it gets everyone in the mood and why not? Because packlets are fun, right? Absolutely. Uh, speaking of packlets, we're talking about packlets because tonight we're discussing Star Trek Lordex episode nine. I have no idea how to pronounce this. Wage douche. You know, I think that uh, if we mispronounce it, maybe we can uh, have Mary Chifo out there somewhere. In the, uh, yeah, I think it's wedge wedge douche. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, when it came up on my screen, I said, that's not in English. Oh, well, uh, translated <laughs> into basic Federation as three ships. So yeah. if you want to get in on all this backlit talk, <laughs> you know what to do. You click that Zoom meeting link. Use the one tap from your smartphone, like my Kerma phone. You can agree. <laughs> Or Wish I'm a pack lid today. You, you can call us <laughs> at 669-900-6833. That'll connect you to Earl, our master, and get you into the Earl green room so that you can talk to us tonight. And if you're prompted for a meeting code and a password, those will be on screen. They're in the chat. Don't even worry about it. We got you. No need so, to red alarm over that. So I don't know if you can see this, but I'm looking at our feed live and uh, Earl in his engineering prowess, he has translated our names into Klingonese, what? which is amazing. I, like I've never seen my name in Klingonese. I'm trusting him. It's not like, not like he tr- like translated, like, you know, um, I hate this guy <laughs> like, with like Norm with no honor. Like he doesn't understand what, what honor means. That kind of thing. But here are some uh, honorable mentions, honorable mentions, honorable mentions in the chat because we love our chat. So we're going to say hi to our chat. And oh, I love looking at the poll position for chat because I don't know if like Facebook's algorithm like actually puts these people like in first place, second place, third place. But we do have Paul Harvath here. Uh, Mike Richards. What's up, Cap? Uh, Valeria. Hello. Oh, I wonder if Valeria has a difficult question for us in chat. Are you going to make our pronunciations dishonorable <laughs> i'm watching those opening credits every single time now, like i know i know <laughs> hey, uh, welcome uh, scott palm good to see you uh let's see who else do we have in the chat lots of uh lots of people lots of regulars dave good to see you john arminio thank you for being here uh i do feel like a like a total like legit like radio host i'm like hey dave how you doing dave to catch you good to see you good, <laughs> good to have you here carlos welcome back sir what no, kind of uh, radio do you host? Are you an all talk guy? You play in easy jams, all rush all the time? All rush all the time. You know, my, my, my station's called 2112 because that's as far as in the future as I want to go with my broadcast. I'm wearing my <laughs> Rush t-shirt tonight because I'm celebrating uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Happy World Mental Health Day. Happy uh, Biovisibility Day. It's, it's a big day for me personally today. Oh, today. Oh, oh wow. That's a lot of actually very significant, uh, very apropos celebrations for, especially for this episode, because mm-hmm. there's a lot going on here. But uh, before we get into this episode, we're going to just uh, go over a few house notes here and just say, mm-hmm. you know, next week on Mission Log Live, we're going to be doing Lower Decks Season 2, Episode 10. <sighs> My heart is so full right now and, and about to break because you're going to do the last show of Mission Log Live with John. I'll see you in a year. So lame. Speaking of so lame, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's got all the shit. I, I just want. I just want to like light up the chat because chat keeps us honest. Uh, this week on Mission Log, <laughs> dropping on Thursday, we have Deep Space Nine's prodigal daughter, uh, the one where, if you need a reminder, the one where Ezri Teagan learns that you really, really can't go home again unless yeah. you want to murder someone. And that will be dropping this Thursday. My shade also like drops like five decibel levels. So when I throw that out there, when you hear me whisper, it's big time shade. 
And on Wednesday, <laughs> and on Wednesday uh, for our wonderful Patreon subscribers, we'll be releasing the unedited and unextricated TM John Champion video recording of Deep Space Nine's The Emperor's New Cloak. Big smile. Uh, and you really don't want to miss that one. So I'll discuss a little bit more on how you can join us on Patreon and then how you can join us on our amazing Discord server uh, during our mid-show break tonight. So I want to catch up with you, Ash, because I haven't had a chance to talk to you in at least a week, and that's a week too long for me. So what's going on with you? How are you? What's going on with uh, you know, uh, your feelings towards marching uh, towards the last episode of Lower Decks? Don't pretend like we don't text. I am... They don't need to know. People don't need to, don't need to know. That's, that's, just for us. that's just for us. That's for we. That's for us. Yeah. Those are the lower decks of Mission Log. Exactly. <laughs> our text conversations. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm like truly devastated that lower decks is ending because it's such a wonderful show. Getting to be a part of Mission Log Live is the highlight of my week. And this year, it's also come in a very busy time so it's been very hectic compared to last year but so so fun um and i know we're going to get into the episode eventually but high bar going into the finale i think so it's sometimes when you see an episode like this you're wondering like how are they going to take it like that next step up Mm -hmm. and uh just to just to make a point of it i don't i don't mean to sidetrack us but it looked like in chat people were saying that fb is fb being facebook for all of Mm -hmm. you out there who aren't in the know lol W2F, W2F. Raffle. I think that Facebook has gone down, but we're going to continue Mission Log Live because we do do this service for all of our listeners and viewers who don't uh, have the opportunity to join us live and we'll watch later. Uh, so yes, Ashley, we're getting towards the end. Uh, but is it the end though in Star Trek? You know, there's always, as uh, Mr. Spock said to Savick and the Wrath of Khan, there always are possibilities. Yes, the breath. There are possibilities and there are percolations. So it's the end of Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. But what, what are you expecting from episode 10? And, and not from like, you know, the, you know, the uh, uh, previews point of view. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you feel like you uh, need to, to, to wrap this up in, in a satisfying way for you? Smooches. Smooches. I still want those smooches. smooches. You want Tandy and Rutherford smooches. Still holding out for it. Although this season is, I think, told me that it's probably not going to happen. And that that makes me sad. Um, I am hoping that we get to see the Titan one more time because I want, in the proud tradition of Trek finales, I want an action piece. Mm -hmm. I want a cliffhanger. um, And I want an emotional like a tense moment. And I think we need to, Riker is the centerpiece of the best Star Trek season cliffhanger of, of all time. All time. Uh, and not, not up for debate, not looking for opinions, science facts. Yeah, science truly. Fact. Yeah. Uh, so I want that. I want um, my new girlfriend, uh, Talyn, to Ooh, hey-o. be on this. I love her so much. <laughs> I will. Uh, I know. I mean, I know it's such a basic choice, but like she showed up and I was like, I'm in love with you. I seems like they're setting you up to stick around. Please stay around. So I hope that we get to see what brings her uh, into the fold. I think that would be really exciting. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I want all of the characters to move forward. And I think this season, because it's season two, we don't have to do as much set dressing. We've seen a lot more character growth. So I'm really interested in the payoff um, of where everyone is going to wind up. So what do you need to see? What sticks out for you? Well, I mean, I want to see if we're going to see an actual uh, resolution of like what happened in this episode, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil uh, the the recap too much. So uh, we'll get to that a little bit in the discussion. But I also would like to see if they're going to, say, take in, instead of Boimler going off ship, if anyone else is going to be going off ship for, oh, no, uh, you know, babies. for, you know, uh, meditation. For, yeah. So something like that. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Interesting. I would be devastated, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> well, it seems like that Mariner and uh, you know, and her mom are in a really good place. So maybe there's going to be something that knocks them off kilter. Who knows? I don't know. You know, we don't know. I think they actually coalesced. I know we only saw Mariner for a very small part of this episode, but I thought the way that that coalesced was really like deeply satisfying. Uh, Because it finally feels like we've taken a step forward in their relationship. Yeah. 
And it was nice uh, that her mom acknowledged that. And Mary, in her, in her own way, she acknowledged that too. So there's a lot of kind of, there are a lot of threads that are, uh, they're, they're dangling in front of us and uh, what good writer and what good producer and Mike McMahon uh, wouldn't do that to us because he mm-hmm. knows how important these characters are to us now. Oh, and by the way, um, just in case anyone needs to know this, in, in case you just want to do this right now, Ashley, as I do my recap, because mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's important for you to be able to get access to the Rito's t-shirt, which Mike McMahon did tweet out. That is, is true. available <laughs> that is right true. now. So <laughs> I think in my, yeah, I don't know if you read my notes, but I was like, I want this shirt. Oh, I think everybody wanted the shirt as soon as they <laughs> yeah. saw it. Right. So we're going to uh, jump into the recap. Hopefully, uh, when I refresh my screen, we're going to be able to see the chat again. If not, we're going to still move ahead with the show. We have some great callers lined up. It's basically just doing mission log and ignoring the chat, which I can if I wanted to anyway, but I'm just not that kind of guy, <laughs> right? It really depends no. on how I feel. You're but I wouldn't a sweet do angel. That I wouldn't do that to chat. All right, so here we go. We're going to go with the recap for Lower Deck Season 2, Episode 9, Wish Dush. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mary Chifo, please school me. Even if I'm right, please school me anyway. So, the recap. Normally, this would be a much longer... I don't know why I started reading that in my radio voice. This is actually a note for me. So, or actually a note for the chat. So, I, would, I wanted to say to the group, to the chat, normally this would be a much longer recap. But because this episode has so much to discuss, I feel yeah. that both our incoming callers in the chat room, if we ever get them back online, will have a lot to say. So, I'm going to keep this brief so we can get in as many callers as we can. So, here we go. Radio voice. During a long 12-hour warp period, the Lower Decks crew are planning their respective time-off adventures with Mariner, Tendi, and Rutherford pairing off with other bridge officers to their respective excursions and activities. Boimler, however, is without a bridge buddy, so he goes off to find a new friend to bond with and wonders if any other race, and in fact, if any other lower-ranking crewmen and women in other cultures have the same problems. It turns out that they do that the lower deckers are surprisingly similar to the rank and social structure aboard their respective ships and crews. Talin, a low-ranking Vulcan on the heavy cruiser Cheval, is considered incorrigible and reckless as her passions and instincts challenge her captain and her fellow Vulcan crew members. Maha, a lower-ranking Klingon on the bird of play Chita, desires to climb the ranks of command by impressing upon his captain that the true and honorable Klingon path to glory is how the empire will return to its rightful place of renown and influence in the galaxy, setting it apart from the weakness and frailties that the alliance with the Federation has caused the empire to suffer. However, both Talin's and Ma'a's respective destinies, along with those of Boimler and the Cerritos crew, come to a head as Ma'a covers the, uncovers the truth of Captain Dorg's dishonorable secrecies. Dorg has been one... Dork has been the one who has been feeding the Packlid's advanced technology all along and using their disarming and infantile reputation to throw the Federation and its allies off his scent. Dork has been using the unassuming Packlid's as a tool and a political shield so that he could destroy the Federation and ending their asinine alliance, which Dork feels has been weakening the Klingon Empire. However, thanks to Talin's unorthodox shield modulation schematics, The Cheval was able to shield the Cerritos from the combined Packlet and Klingon assault, while a crestfallen Ma'a summoned the courage and belief that honor is still the true warrior's way and killed Dorg to wrest command of the Chita, stopping the assault on the Cerritos and warping away to deal with a fallout from the Klingon high command. And even though Talin was able to save her ship and crew from destruction at the hands of the Packlets, she was rewarded with the only logical option her captain could offer her, which was to remove her indulgent and emotionally reckless attitude from his ship and transfer her to a command on a Federation starship. The end. How did that go? Was it good? Chat, was it good? I believe it was. And if you don't say anything right now, I'm going to say that it was. Oh, it was, you can't it was say too, too, too brief. I know, but we have so much to discuss. I know. So much to the, discuss. The Easter egg breakdowns alone could occupy this entire chat. <laughs> and that's the tough thing about doing a breakdown for Lower Decks is because you can really get caught up in the weeds, mm-hmm. right? And just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Then all of a sudden, the, the recap becomes like three hours long, even though it's only a half an hour episode, but because of uh, all the OMGs. And those are really, really hard to spell out all the time. o-h-e-m-g-e-e so uh let's jump right into it so this episode where is it at for you good english norman where is it for you just in terms of the overall pantheon of lower decks because 
I have a high ranking of it. I won't mm -hmm. say how high until you tell me how high. Then I can tell you how high mine is based on how high you tell me yours is. I <laughs> feel like this is a leading question because you might know the answer to this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty universally beloved. And this is one of the few times that Twitter and I actually agree on things. I would definitely put this high. I would put it in my top three. I would probably put it as my favorite episode um, so far. I think it is definitely, if it is not my favorite, I think it is a, the objective best of what we have seen up to date. Someone's going to listen to this like six years in the future and be like, but what about that? Look, at the time of this recording, it's the best executed episode that I've seen. But I will say that um, Keishana's Eyes Open, I think is also a very strong contender for me. Um, mm. But I think this, in terms of where Lower Deck sits in the Trek pantheon, I think this really cements it and what it does and why it's important. I saw um, a tweet talking about kind of messy first seasons or first opening seasons of Trek shows. And I just sent a gif of uh, the sarcastic Vulcan salute. Because particularly <laughs> after this episode, I was like, even if you're not here for the jokes, even if you're not here for the Easter eggs, like this is great Trek. And of course it is the whole series, but this episode in particular, right? Feels like a lift from uh, the Lower Decks episode mm -hmm. of TNG. But I think the way it expands out is so great. So it's definitely, it's definitely high, high, high for me. So now crush me and tell me why it's your least favorite episode. It's my least favorite because if my least favorite were my favorite, then that would be the case. So, <laughs> right? so I'm going to redirect that energy because when I, when I was finished watching it, I just couldn't believe like how tight it was. Like mm -hmm. we, I know that this is um, a comedic interpretation of Star Trek and, and that's fine. I think that's a fair assumption, um, uh, at least on my part of where Mike McMahon wants to take this show. But there were certain parts of this episode where I'm like, if you stare, like if you, if you turned away from the TV set, yeah, okay, I'm old. I say TV set or your phone, you know, or your laptop, you know, or anywhere that you consume your content and you just listen to the soundscape of what was going on in that final battle scene, mm -hmm. the scoring of it, the sound effects, the way that it was uh, very cinematic, it elevated this episode to, uh, you know, to a quality that I, I don't think that Lower Decks has ever reached. And I'm not saying that Lower Decks has ever been anything but really high bar quality. It's just that, wow. That whole scene at the end, the way it was orchestrated, the way it was directed, the way it was choreographed, the fight scene, the, uh, the dramatic uh, intercutting in and out, uh, the, the final battle between uh, Ma'a and Dorg. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like, that's like Klingon superiority, like, you know, game service to try Skellion music type fighting, right? Have you been listening to the soundtrack? I have not. Because they finally released it and she's a good time. Oh, okay. All right. Listening to gotcha. a lot of that in no time to die. So, ah, very <laughs> you know, good. very complimentary score. <laughs> I, I, I see that. Yes, uh, two universes, very similar soundscapes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, look, I got my chat back up. So let's see. Hey. I wanted, I'm just going to try to scroll back to see where the timestamp was when I lost everybody. Uh, so, oh, they'll let you know. Yeah, so we're going to catch up a little bit here, just in terms of real time. I don't think that there are any like hard questions yet, but. What I'd like to do, Ashley, uh, before we get into too many of our own points is uh, let's get into the callers because uh, it's their show. It's for them. And as much as I love uh, talking to you, I also love talking to our listeners. I know you love them much. more. It's almost. Fine. Almost fine, just as fine, much. Fine, fine, fine. So, hey, or what do we got? Uh, we got up Captain Mike first. Let's pipe him in. What's happening, Captain Mike? Good to see you. Hey, this, this show is all about people like us getting a fanboy over people like you. So uh, that's, that's what, that's what the show is all about. I feel um, like no, heading your way. Great show. Great, uh, great uh, <laughs> Jamie Horner esque soundtrack. Great mm -hmm. uh, kind of tribute to the Klingon, uh, right. the Klingon music that we first heard in uh, the motion picture. So, so good all production quality, good all around music quality, great yeah. all around. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you're right. I mean, it's, it's a comedic look at Star Trek, but, but what did Star Trek do in the sixties? They use science fiction to kind of weave that, that sci-fi message into uh, kind of a space Western, right? Cause Westerns were popular at the time. And now we're using uh, science fiction to weave that, uh, storytelling and that message, moral and meaning into uh, space comedy, which, uh, you know, comedies are popular 
as, as ever, you know, and you got things like the Orville that, you know, weave that sci-fi mm-hmm. message into a, a space satire. So if you're good at storytelling and, and you can kind of, you know, subvert your message and, and work it into uh, to a medium that people are maybe more receptive to listening to, then you can kind of, kind of get that more meaning, moral and message in there. And I think that's what it's all about. Um, so I think it was just fascinating. Um, Norm, we, we had chatted before about, um, kind of what, what, you know, what I thought Star Trek was all about, you know, and I, I kind of always come back to that, that human quality that mm-hmm. you can be the perfect computer. Um, but unless you have that human quality, uh, there's going to be something missing. You can be the perfect Vulcan. And unless you have that human quality, there's going to be something missing. And I saw that there are so many good things though. I mean, not to take anything away from the Vulcan storyline, excuse me, the Klingon storyline, because that was really good too, from like an honor side of it. Mm-hmm. But just looking at the, um, uh, the Vulcan ship. I mean, Terrell, by embracing those human qualities, those outbursts, those uh, those childish emotions that she that she could barely keep under control. Um, <laughs> you know, she saved the day. You know, I mean, you know, she really did. If it wasn't for what she did, the, that Vulcan ship wouldn't have shown up. And um, I think that's really just seeing that in action in a modern iteration of Star Trek. I think is fantastic. Oh, sure. I mean, we we've, we've seen kind of like where. You know, too many logicians, you know, they spoil the they spoil the meal, you know, too many logicians in a kitchen and they can't get out of their own way of analysis paralysis. So, yeah, it's nice to see, uh, you know, Talyn's character be this character that's like, you know what, what if we thought about it a different way? Uh, and uh, this is one of my notes, but I got to fit it in here because it makes me cry almost every single time I hear it because of, of uh, how important the, the movie was to me. But, you know, when Spock said to Valeris in six, logic is the beginning of wisdom, not the end. Mm-hmm. that has echoed through Star Trek in so many different permutations. And every time you hear it, it's because it needs to be said. It's because it's an anchor point to a certain place and a certain time and how it echoes into the past. And that's, of course, the Tillin looks a lot like, you know, um, Valeris. She had the bob hair. She had the, you know, the, the headband and all that kind of, she looked exactly like Kim Cattrall, you know, from Six. Uh, so I think that there was a nice kind of through line, you know, from this character to that character, but at the same time, though, you know, you have to remember that without this type of uh, forward thinking, then there's no progress, right? The Vulcans would be stuck in kind of like this endless loop of logicking themselves into oblivion. So, and they almost did, because if they didn't have the shield modulation formula that she created, they would have been destroyed. Exactly so, right. And maybe it was good, you know, kudos on the captain. I was feeling like, I don't know, maybe it's me. I'm, maybe I'm throwing some theories out there. Ashley, help me out here. But mm. Was the captain in any way related to her? Like Mariner's related, you know, to her mom as Ooh, captain? Interesting. Was Maurice LaMarche related to her? So that I crossed w- my mind too. There was a little bit of a vibe going on there. And I think they were definitely trying to create that recreate. She was the kind of the Vulcan version of Mariner, obviously, I think. Mm-hmm. Or at least maybe that's how I picked up on it. Maybe not obviously. But that well, was the Vulcan kind of salute at the end. That, that, yeah, you know, that very that, irreverent way of doing that. I'm like, oh, that's so like you know, Mariner <laughs> and her mom, you know, that just kind of like sticking it, like basically giving the Vulcan salute as the middle finger, right? Yes. So I don't know. I, I know that it wasn't established there, but I just couldn't help but make those kind of parallels. I loved every time she even sort of pushed back where they were like, you need to calm down. You are yeah, having you an are. outburst. <laughs> it's like, you are oh, out of control. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone wants to dig back on MSN groups, uh, my, my username when I was a young baby child used to be cocky Vulcan. And <laughs> so watching that, I was like, wow, <laughs> I, did I, did I peg myself wrong? For, for this race of people but the scene where um the redheaded vulcan who is um i don't know the actor's name but he sparks nevada every time he had like a, a snide comeback to her i was like this is why vulcans are the best they're yes. the best it was so much fun to watch them just be like snide at each other the entire time because it, it's it's funny because we, we we project that as being snide but vulcans project that as being breathing right <laughs> 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 they turn around it's like Really, you are you are acting very incorrigible today. Clutch the pearls. Am I really? <laughs> I thought I was just having a, an an honest opinion of my own. Oh, Look, well. I just had a deep breath. I didn't realize it was so okay. Uh, we have a lot myself. of callers lined up here. On, uh, I was about to say Uncle Mike, Captain Mike. So <laughs> I will go ahead and bounce. I called in early tonight because I did not want to have to follow uh, Valeria. So I am out. And <laughs> you guys have a great night. I'll enjoy the rest of the show from the sidelines. Solid Bye call. Night. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Okay. Batter up. We have Valeria. 
What's happening? And what new theories do you have for us? I'm going to blow our minds. That's all I got to say. Like, listen, what did I say on my first call? What did I say on my first call? We got the Packlets added to the intro and we got the Klingons added to the intro. I I also thought of you when we saw that the Packlets were not operating like autonomously, that they were being puppet mastered. I was like, oh my God, Valeria nailed it. (laughs) I still thought it was going to be the Romulans, but I'm glad it was the Klingons to bring up. There's still time. There's still time. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, like I, mm, I, I, I was waiting for a Romulan ship to show up, but also, also, why did we why, why did we get that final shot on the board board cube lower decks that was funny too that was like as far it's as leading the, but it's the yeah, best as, joke of the episode as, as well. far as the trivia right. that i've read it's the only credit post credit scene like or during credit uh-huh. scene that's been created so far for the series so that's got to mean something because you just don't animate dollars into something that you're not going to use right exactly exactly yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying <laughs> everything, everything that I predicted is playing out. Everything yeah. that I predicted is playing out. People um, step up your game when you call in there. People step up your game because you got, <laughs> this is going on right now. I just right? wanted to talk about the cute girl and Valeria comes on and is like, I know more than everybody. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yes, yes. Uh, I, I really hope that we see Talyn get transferred to the Cerritos. Yeah. And I want her and Mariner to kiss. Um, Acceptable. I find this acceptable. I think think that they would, I think that they would interact really nicely and just like push each other in delicious ways. You know, because yeah, because you have, uh, you almost kind of have this, this roguish personality with Talyn, roguish for a Mm -hmm. Vulcan, but not roguish for Mariner. But in a way where I think that the way that she would like toss shade at Mariner's, you know, the way that she does things mm-hmm. would totally get under her skin in a way that nobody else has been able to get under her skin. And that kind of gets And, and sexy, Mariner's also right? driven to extraction by any sort of calmness or control. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Talyn, for being an emotional Vulcan, is very <laughs> controlled. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the arguments? Like, you placed the dirty dishes in the sink and did not wash them the way I asked you to. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Why do I always have to do them? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, this is the fan fiction also, <laughs> also, also, Billups made Rutherford soup. I yeah, also yeah. thought of you. I was like, that's basically a date. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you know who else, you, you know who else made someone's soup on Star Trek? Uh, Chapel be, yep. made soup for Spock in a mock time. To try Cisco to also made yep. soup for Cassidy. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. Soup is the. Uh, it's the, the love date. <laughs> it's the date food, right? Uh huh. Well, <laughs> the lovely. It's kind of messy. So if you can get down with someone slurping noodles out of soup, you're probably a good match. <laughs> I totally dig that. Ah. <laughs> so okay, and, we have a uh, uh, we have time for one last mind blowing possible theory perspective valeria so what do you have for us before we go okay so l cap was not just a star trek 5 reference it was also a california reference oh yeah it was pulling double duty it was pulling double duty yeah for sure yeah yeah so i'm californians californians (laughs) uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask where you're from because i shouldn't do that but californians kind of dig they they know their vibe right they know their references so yeah, I feel that. I, yeah. I'm i not from California, but I did spend a couple years there. And Boimler being from Modesto only makes sense. <laughs> completely, yes, right? that is so correct. It's either got to be that or Sacramento, right? Like, <laughs> I really wanted to like, like break out his like Modesto, you know, like his accent. Like, I'm from Modesto, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a holodeck episode where he's Bill and or Ted, and we can bring that up. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's like, oh, what, it's like at the academy, maybe he's talking to like kind of like I love the fact that there was like um like an ensign in training, like, you know, mm-hmm. that was looking up to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, you know how long it took me to get rid of that Modesto accent. And now he's like talking like, you know, with a formal accent. <laughs> so, but, uh, when I was like younger man, you know, I was like, ah, yeah, it took me a long time to get rid of this because I said <laughs> it's so Californian, you know. So, yeah. 
but who, hey, how did you much? Did you, how much did you love those costumes, man? The uh, like the uh, what is that? The CTR, like the cadet in training. Mm-hmm. Those were so cool. Mm-hmm. Love yes. them. It was also a great use of the story circle, which I know some people's um, mm-hmm. mileage may vary on, but to see Boimler at the end get to take on a mentor role, I was like, this is really sweet. Yes. And I held a lot of resentment mm-hmm. for Boimler because I feared him being a mediocre white guy lead. And this episode, more than any, I was like, okay, you proved me wrong. You're right. He's cute and I like him and he's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That dude, like the, the, the young ensign in training, he was like the Boimler fresh squeaky mm-hmm. Boimler version that we saw at the very beginning. Yes, of lower very next, right? that. Very so you actually, that. when you use when you use a character like that, you actually see how far Boimler has come mm-hmm. from the right? pilot for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and this is like the third time this season that Ransom has specifically like pointed out Boimler being good at things. Yeah, I love, I love that shot that. where they where shot him in the background. He was like, "Yeah, that's my boy." <laughs> that's my boy right? <laughs> you don't have to try so hard. We dig your worth, right? But also, like, yeah. Hawaii's great, and I understand why you would want to pretend to be from there. I'm just I'm saying. saying. <laughs> Ooh, we just did it. Like, Ooh, yeah, I get it. Energy. All right, Valeria. Well, thank you so much for uh, blowing the chat's minds again. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing what, <laughs> we're looking forward to seeing what you have uh, in store for, for us. The for the finale. No pressure. Next week. Right? <laughs> so please call in. We're looking forward to hearing what you have to say. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye. Wow. Um, before we get to you, Chris, I just want to take a moment here to talk about where everyone can catch the first, I don't know, 20 minutes that we were down from Facebook or maybe 15 minutes that we were down from Facebook. Uh, you can actually find that on our YouTube channel. So make sure that you go to uh, Mission Log on YouTube, Mission Log Live, and then find uh, anything that you've missed. But also, uh, I did mention before earlier on the show that uh, we, uh, we upload and record the unedited and unexpurgated uh, recording of the of a podcast uh, that we do for the next week, not this week, but the next week, specifically for our Patreon subscribers. And you can go to patreon.com slash mission log to see uh, what subscribership level works best for you. But everyone who does subscribe to uh, our Patreon uh, gets access to Discord. And Ashley, you spent some time in our Discord, our specific Discord server for Mission Log. Uh, yeah, baby, I'm a lurker. I'm a lurker yeah. and I'm a liker. <laughs> so uh, what have you seen so far that you've liked lurking around there? And uh, tell all of our listeners about it, please. Ooh, I like it when people share their theories or little Easter eggs. We get a lot of great screen caps for people who watch on their laptops or on their phones. Uh, and then you do my job for me and I take your thoughts and I put them in my notes. So I really like that. But also I've requested several many fan arts and they have been made in the discord. So the one with uh, Norman and I, I can, my hands don't make a heart because they're weird shaped, um, but our names carved together. It was so, it was so sweet. I love yeah. it so much. So it's a I good time down- in the discord. <laughs> yeah. I had to download that and then um, print it out on a, uh, you know, transfer papers so that my tattoo artist could make sure that they get it in scale put it on the <laughs> i was like we got to get yeah. the one t-shirts i'm just saying you know that should be a thing solo conventions buttons pins flyers and t-shirts maybe long sleeve shirts definitely tank tops definitely right. tank tops definitely and tank tube tops. tops if we can make it work oh i just don't have the body for that i gotta lose about 20 pounds all you bodies know? are good bodies i know but then i need, I need like my six-pack abs so i can make that wood undulate you know like <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to look like ransom who doesn't try to look like ransom that's except fair for, you know try try being the applicable word. I like, being, I like I'm, I'm from hawaii too don't just can't you tell the hair you know? mm-hmm. yeah the hair thing yeah yeah um so anyway <laughs> please please go to patreon.com slash mission log and uh, if you'd like to join and subscribe uh please do we'd love to have you there with us on our discord server as well all right enough of my yak and let's get chris on here because uh we got to get some feedback from dr Migli Moo's other personality Yes. <laughs> hey guys, I'm, I'm now I'm in the hot seat following Valeria. I'm like, oh man, this is, this is intense. <laughs> you gotta get pole position number one because you never know where uh, where Valeria's gonna get exactly. slotted in for the call. No, yeah, uh, but no, I'm here with the remnants of my mai tai um, for the Hawaii theme. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I really liked I really liked it. I mean, echoing things that people have said before. I love Talin. Talin is 100% ending up on the Cerritos. If not next week, then early season three. Like, that's clearly the arc we're going for. 
Um, yeah, I'm very excited to see what the sort of big battle is. Like, I, I, this is when I wish we had more time. Like, you want a 60-minute finale, because, like, I want to see the council meetings and also the battle and also whatever, like, character moments you want to have. Because, I, I mean, they did it in season one, and it was a great finale, but I, I wish you had more, because there's a lot, I feel, going on this season that needs to be resolved. What if the end battle... This just came to me because Valeria just brought it up. So thank you again for doing my job for me. Uh, what if the battle is the three lower decks that we saw v the Borg cube that we saw? Get out of town, sister. <laughs> I know the Packlins are going to be in there somewhere as well with the red alarms, but I was like, but why would you show them for nothing? That we've just talked about how there has to be a fight in the end. Borgs are bad. Except not, but pretty universally, they're great finale enders uh, and deeply, deeply frightening. Well, so at the end of this episode, we saw that Ma'a took off with his bird of prey back to the high command to kind of straighten this whole thing out, Mm -hmm. you know, because he does, you know, he is uh, an officer that believed that the higher ups should be acting with honor, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's what he believes. So he wants to go out there and straighten things out, Uh, you know, um, to Lynn, she thought that Vulcans should use logic at you know for to to succeed in their missions and not to get stuck and 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 mired down and bogged down in just again this analysis paralysis Uh, it it just seems like like the lower deckers our lower deckers on the cerritos are the ones that they've grown the most from what we've seen you know Mm -hmm. and perhaps these three storylines these this uh wesh dush these three ships right It I'll sounds do that like a-, a karate move. I don't know. <laughs> I'll do that for anyone's cell phone if you want that for recording one ninety nine <laughs> yes. per use. So yeah, but uh, you have these three storylines that are you know kind of like converging on each other. Will they converge again? You know, towards the season finale, uh, towards the end of the season finale, or is this something that is going to be uh, used sparingly but with great effect throughout the course of season three? Because I'll tell you what. Every single time they cut to a new lower decker scenario, I'm just like, I am here for this. I want to see mm-hmm. a Romulan lower decks. I want to see an, an Andorian, a Tellerite, like all of them, right? The Tellerite lower decks is just them all talking smack at each other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> fist fights, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I guess that, that's the great thing about the show is because you can explore a lot of these a lot of these ideas in, in a way where you don't have to commit, you know, like millions of millions of dollars to them. That, that means that you have the opportunity to go into a storytelling mode that like normally is never seen. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great. Just, just really rich and really fertile opportunity to tell stories, but let's get back to the Borg thing. Cause that is big deal, right? That's a big, no, deal. I, I think it's, it's gotta mean something, right? Again, what you were talking about, you don't animate it. Like, yes, it's a joke, like, ha ha ha, Borg cube. they just sit and they're quiet, but I don't know. I do we know how the Romulans got the Borg cube? Did they tell us, or were they just like, "We have this now. Deal with it." Like, do we know the backstory from Picard? Like, the what smelling event? Smelling Tashiar. It's always Tashiar, okay. dude. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever Star Trek gets written into a corner, it's either Obsidian Order, Tashiar, uh, Section Section Thirty One, you know, yeah, something like that. Right? It's like, how did you get it? Section Thirty One. Enough said. Uh, move on. Right. It's it's all it's a trap door for any like you know getting written to a corner, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It's just that uh, I think from Countdown, uh, the the comic book that led into mm-hmm. Star Trek two thousand nine, the Tal Shiar got a hold of uh, Borg technology and put that into Nero's ship, and then sent Nero's ship back in time. That was never alluded to in the movie itself, but they actually did establish the fact that that's why you know the Narada was so kitted out. Because it was kitted out with hybrid Borg technology from a Tal Shiar absconding with Borg technology. That happens, hey Valeria, I'm thinking, happens <laughs> before this, right? So this could right. be the Borg well, yeah, cube that you know, they use. Because 09 is about the supernova, or that's mm-hmm. the old Nimoy's deal is evacuating. Oh, yeah, no, it's all. I it's all that things countdown things comic book is very good. <laughs> if anyone slept on it, it's super easy to find like digitally for like cheap or free. Very good. Yeah, it's really good. Or you can get it from like Eagle Moss Hero Collector, the really nice, pristine, like, you know, collector copy. Oh, yeah. So, like if you're yeah. a collector and you want the vibe, yes. You're welcome, Eagle Moss. Plug. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Chris, we have a few callers to get to. So uh, one last thought of the episode. Where uh, do you think, what do you want to have happen? What do I want to have? Ooh, I'm throwing so much hand. Where is Miggly Moo going to be? Yeah. <laughs> but right. That it, yeah. I, I. I think. I think we get one appearance. I think he's probably on the bridge. Maybe he gets a couple lines. Um. 
That'd be cool. Maybe maybe he's part of like the intake program for Talin is like welcome to Starfleet, <gasps> do your psyche vow. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> so good. Right? Man, our listeners, man, they you're killing it. They're all killing it. <laughs> They're making us look very bad at our job. <laughs> like really. <laughs> I wore this t-shirt for nothing. Thanks a lot, Canadian Thanksgiving Day. Whatever. You're Thank welcome. You. All right, Chris. Uh, great to see you again. Thanks for calling in. Fantastic insights. We will see you next time. See you guys. All right. Bye. Peace. Okay. So no pressure. Paul, Tendy looking over your shoulder with judging eyes. Red that, alarm. Yeah. Red alarm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a Tamarian uh, yeah. thing, right? You know, Tendy with judging eyes. You check every day, every day over my shoulder. If, but if I got a question, I just ask her and, you know, she whispers in my ear. So it's good. Um, lucky you, though. So <laughs> my theory is that Valeria is actually one of the writers. And oh, hey. they are being sent here to simply get feedback. That that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, if not, we need to I'm petition. Tra- I'm yeah, trademarking for everything. to become a writer. Yeah, I am. Everything. You know, if I ever meet Mike McMahon, I'm in which we hopefully we will in Chicago. I'm going to walk up to him with a picture of Valerius. Says you need to meet this person and put them <laughs> on your staff. I mean, wow, it's it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so. Norman, you took a little bit of my thunder. Here's here's one for you. What about a pack led lower deck? <laughs> right? Red alarm. Stacking Red boxes. Alarm. Green, al- green alarm. Or yeah. green green vegetables. I who knows what they would say. I think that would be sort of hilarious, but a Ferengi lower deck? That so would be good. Oh yeah. I we right? sort of saw that on DS9 though, right? Sort of yeah. a little bit, you well, know. I mean, Nog, Nog is kind of Frankie Lower Decks, right? That's true. Well, I think yeah. his dad is is Lower Deck, and Nog is the exact. That, right? That's true. True. Oh, yeah. Rom's Lower Deck. Rom. Rom's oh, lower he's deck. so good. He's the goodest. <laughs> and then but, Romulan Lower Deck is the one you have to think about. With the, you know, are they going to feed the pack leads next? Right. Um, fascinating. They're just getting used. Right. Oh, They're yeah. just getting straight up used. Well, they uh, get stuff. Give me stuff. You know, yeah, they like, always want presents. And I'm like, me, I mean, me too. Don't get me, me wrong. Me too. <laughs> but do you have a present for me? Wait, so did the, did the Klingons make them the big hats? Is that where they got the big hats from? From the Klingons? It's like, oh you my know? gosh, I hope so. <laughs> we can but, come up with <laughs> that big hats. Who was it who had the big hats? It's the Q continuum, right? He had the no, big hats. real. True we're enough. using we're using Ashley's thing up here instead of down here. We it's the big oh, hat, but hat inverted. <laughs> yeah, the, the interesting thing about what I liked with, with the Klingons in this episode, they kind of like return the Klingons back to kind of like the the TNG and, and uh, season four DS nine, uh, the uh, very divisive, uh, very uh, you know Machiavellian kind of Klingons. You know, yes. where they're like uh, we even get Shakespeare Shakespeare lines. We got one yes. more into the breach, which was oh, really great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, I mean, you know, with with dorks, like they 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 borrowed Gowron's eyes, man. Right? You know, they gave him they gave him Gowron's bug eyes, which is always awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you also lost two Klingon captains in twenty two minutes. I think that's a record. Uh, <laughs> on the same ship, <laughs> you know. <laughs> on the same ship. I think that's on, the important asterisk. That, that was pretty impressive. I mean, even for Klingons, that's a, that's a big turnover. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So let's see, just a couple more things. Um, sure. Did you guys talk about the shirt, the Rito shirt? I think you did, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. And but thanks how much to everyone. We all want one. Thanks yeah. to us being here, Ashley and I. Um, thanks to everyone delaying us right now and, you know, being so great and like, you know, being great in the chat. I can't end the show early so I can get my Cerrito shirt, my Rito shirt. So whatever. I don't care. You know, somebody. I bought one. two already. I hope you bought From, one large. Are they I hope on you bought one start- extra awesome. So, are they on Star Trek.com? They so, are, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, McMahon, McMahon uh, tweeted those. Out. I can say McMahon because like we're buds, right? We're bros. So I can say, yeah, McMahon tweeted that out today, like seven hours ago, of which I didn't see until like 30 minutes before the show. So, I didn't was, know about it until Norman told me. And if anyone's heard the soft clicking in the background, that was me purchasing those shirts. Oh, I would have done that. <laughs> I, I totally would have done that if you were like, you know, doing the recap in a heartbeat. And, and yeah, I know yeah. that you wouldn't have been offended because you would have done the same, which you did, which is yeah. great. You know? Yeah. We, we, are, awesome. we are a kindred spirits, you and I. Well, yeah, so we're I'm merch. gonna, I'm gonna be ordering the Talin Standy to go next to this one. So how dare you? Yes, that would be sort of fun in the background. <laughs> um, what you should do, Paul, is you should get Valeris and Talin. Uh, oh. Valeris Standy would be a tough one to find, but 
they're out there probably i don't even know i don't think i've ever seen one of those someone I send a link if you know where one is <laughs> you're appalled by this um <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna end on a really random note because i make model spaceships rutherford completed his ds9 model because he was mm-hmm. playing with it while he was sleeping and where he was, when he was in his bunk so i just yeah. wanted to point that out that he has accomplished something that a lot of model makers never do, which is start a project and finish it. So <laughs> this is true. This is a hundred percent accurate. Absolutely true. All right. Yeah. I'm going to pass it on to uh, Sherry uh, as always a pleasure. And thank you for everything you guys do. See ya. Thanks, Paul. Good seeing you. Bye. My Sherry more back hey. on the podcast and I adore. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we go. All right. She didn't want you to feel lonely. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Nice to see you. Uh, I'm glad that you come on only on my shows and not John's shows. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did come on last week, Norman. <laughs> but I wasn't here. So well, it seems to happen about once, once a season of Lower Decks, I have to be waylaid. So. <laughs> At least <laughs> wasn't it wasn't on, because you were on fire this time. I was not on fire this time, just, in, <laughs> just inside my body. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I'll forgive you this time. Your your appearance on last week with John and Ashley was That's why I had to come this week because I had to even it out. Bounces out the universe. The (laughs) universe. All right. So big episode. Big episode. How'd you feel about it? Um I liked it. Um I don't have like a ton necessarily to say about it. Um I actually more wanted to have I had a general question of it's been bothering me since we found out early on that um, uh, Captain Freeman is Mariner's mom. Mm-hmm. Where does she get the name Mariner from? I have been asking this <laughs> for so long. It always makes me think of the rhyme of the ancient Mariner. That's what it makes me think of every single time. I love the names for her. I love Wait. it, but I just kind of wonder where she gets it from. Which version of rhyme of the ancient Mariner? If you say Iron Maiden, I will be yours forever. Uh, um. I oh, talking about the literary one. The Sorry. literary one. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think old. this is a question that we we're going to trap Mike. We're going to make him talk to us that we need to ask him, but I sort of explained it to myself um, with that's her mother's maiden name. And maybe when she went into Starfleet, she didn't want to seem like she was getting preferential treatment because her father's also an admiral. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's progressive future. Maybe it's her father's maiden name and he took her mother's last name. Or, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the answer is probably she made it up. Let's be honest. Cause it's <laughs> Beckett Mariner. She do what she want to do, but <laughs> I love that she used to be Becky. <laughs> yeah. Hello, in, hey, like Becky. in what universe, right? In what universe are you going to call that stunning woman, Becky? <laughs> <laughs> she may have been, I don't know. She may have been adopted. It could be her, her real name and that she's not related to either parent. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, okay. So you just went up Valeria. Sorry. Not sorry. Fight, fight, fight. Yeah, right? Let's do it. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll have to get you on a phone call. Both of you on a phone call with Mike McMahon to see if you can straighten it all out. Yes. Right? So, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, and, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a legit question. That's a legit question. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. been fucking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I did want to comment on uh, some of the things other people had said that yeah. I, they mentioned uh, Mariner uh, and uh, Talyn dating. And honestly, I would love to see Mariner date anyone at this point, but not <laughs> Boimler, who's not Boimler. Um, because I feel like Boimler's mm. gotten to go on a date with somebody. Um, and like, Sandy and Rutherford haven't gone to necessarily to go on a date. I, well, Rutherford's gone on a date with Barnes. Yeah. Um, Tendi sort of, she, I mean, she had, she had a kiss with the um, Ascension dude. <laughs> oh yeah, what was his name? He's just Ascension dude. <laughs> that was a thing. He wanted it to be a thing, and now it will be a thing forever. He's just Ascension dude. Ascension dude. Truly, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like because she she told Tandy she's like, well, I I date all the time, but she hasn't in the course of the season, and so it makes sense that Tendi feels kind of like us. She's like, I don't know, I just always see you with Boimler. Um, she's like, ew, no. <laughs> so I want to see her date someone. So be it to Lynn, be it anyone. I don't care who it is. 
who's not Boimler. <laughs> Let's I have a, I have a get big question. Mariner late. So I, have yes. big, I have a big question for uh, both of you and for the chat. Do you think we're going to lose a character the way we lost Shax uh, at the season finale? <gasps> um, I hope not. For, I'm just, I'm, you know, just putting it out there. You know, Shaq's I hate the big it when deal. that happens, so I'm really hoping no. <laughs> oh, man. Although I had considered that maybe they might bring Talyn over just to kill her, um, oh, but like it would no! be like, an, but no! it would be like an epic one. So like, many be, pearls clutched horrible. right now. Oh my it God. sounds horrible, but like not I feel our, like if not they were collective get rid of anyone, <laughs> if they were going to get rid of anyone, I feel like they would be bring her over, and at least they've already established her as being like a really cool character, so we'd actually care. Um, and then she right? do something like heroic and save them all. Oh um, my God! With her, with her Vulcanness. Oh, I did love God. seeing the Vulcan cruiser also like coming out of nowhere and like taking on the fire. And I was like, yes, right? I love those Vulcan cruisers. There were so many like, cool. te- I was like, oh my God, I'm tearing. So many happy tears right now. I love that the trapping of Vulcan design is completely illogical, right? Like that <laughs> ship makes no sense. <laughs> like they're the little meditative uh, genie lamps make no real sense in space uh nothing about like their their cultural heritage is really all that logical but i think that's what makes them magical as well uh it's why they're my favorite race I love space so elves much. are we talking about space elves is that it? yes yeah 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 look yeah. look you pretty much you're most of the way to the eyebrows so you got to be on t vulcan oh, totally yeah. <laughs> i mean i actually i, I kind of color these in so they just don't go all the way up that's what I'm saying. Um, maybe Team Vulcan. You joke, but I fully fill in my brows before we get on the skull every week. <laughs> oh, I know. Mm, yeah, the, the whole, yeah, the bro thing. Yeah, get the eyebrows going. Uh, maybe, maybe Vulcan and Romulan, because I am, I am kind of a, uh, how, do I, how do my relatives put it? Difficult in, 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 the, in the realm of logic. Uh, so not, not difficult that I don't know logic, difficult that they don't care, but I keep going anyway. Right. You know, like a conversation with Spock and Kirk, Kirk just leaves and Spock just keeps going on much like what I'm doing right now. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> it was like looking at me like blank. Earl's like sorry. back there. Like, come I'm on, sorry, man. Sherry. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> Shelly. Okay. So one last thing for the season finale. Is there something that you specifically would like to see aside from like, uh, the kissing well, I did wish that we'd gotten more of the Packlid's lower decks in this one. I love that they showed them because when I, when I saw that they were going to show the Klingons and the Vulcans, I'm like, you know what? They should show us the pack lids because we've got <laughs> nothing but the pack lids this whole time. And then they show them like for a little bit. Um, and it's cute, but red alarm. <laughs> I, love, red I did alarm. love the red alarm. I love a red alarm. I know. Um, right? That should be on a t-shirt. I, I want the, or I want the Rito's t-shirt, but I just want the one that's like red alarm in like a really crappy font, you know, and I would wear it just like all just, yeah, you know, it's pack lid. Oh, even also, the, the spell. It's a, good potential text alert too yes. yeah totally <laughs> yes that that is that is great uh that's a really good idea but what i really want to see actually for the finale is i've kind of been hoping that they'll circle back around to the pack that's being a danger because everyone underestimates them because i remember that's what mike McMahon said in the, the beginning mm-hmm. so maybe they're playing everyone maybe they're playing the klingons too like the like you know, we, we used the bomb, we exploded it, we need another one. Maybe they didn't. Mm. Like, like, I would do love they know that. <laughs> you know, so, it's very, it's very yeah. well possible that like the pack lids at any given point in time will drop the veil and just be like, so calculating, so smart. And it's like, it's just, but the time needs to be right. Like all the pieces mm-hmm. need to be exactly where they need them to be. And they'll like, they'll out tactical maneuver the, the Romulans in that way. I don't know that I want them to be smart though. Like I think I love the idea that Mike McMahon was just saying that like pe- stupid people can be actually really dangerous especially yes. when they get power yes. um, and they can get power because people if people give it to them like the Klingons are giving the, them like weapons and stuff so just, I'd like I'd love it if they circled back around to that idea and the pack that aren't necessarily intelligent but they have been playing them they've been it's like oh well, we have all these bombs sometimes. we have all these bombs because you believed us when we said that we blew them up 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all righty. So we have, uh, we're just running out a little bit of time here. So I don't, of, of course, that uh, between uh, as much as I love Alan um, Spawn, I love seeing Spawn, Alan Simmons uh, or Simonis, either way. Um, and I would, I would totally cut him off to have a little bit longer conversation with you, Sherry. We have to be uh, fair to all of our listeners. And um, I just want to say it's great to see you. Um, and I know that you have to be there next week for the season finale. You know, I know it's John's show. I don't care. Um, I'm sorry. So whatever. No. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll show up in some way, shape or form and, and uh, troll him and say hi to everybody. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Nice to see you again. Live long and prosper. Right. Ah. <laughs> All right, Alan, what's up, man? You got the last word. Oh, my goodness, guys. What a what a show this was. Um, yeah, I. I just want to echo what everyone else has said. It was a great episode. It was so refreshing to see the lower deckers uh, galaxy wide, I guess you could say. Um, I'm a big fan of when you present aliens or fantasy creatures or whatever, whatever genre you, you happen to be in. And they're just talking about really mundane stuff, but in their very specific, hyper-articulated ways. Like, I could listen to Klingons or Vulcans or whoever talk about, like, doing laundry for hours (laughs) because it's just fascinating. This stain has no honor. Yes. Nor does the company that runs the washing machine at my building. <laughs> oh, hey It is. Yes, it is. It is illogical that this should require yet another cycle through the, you know, the. You've you washed know, it once rinse. already. Isn't that sufficient? Exactly. Yes. No. Oh, my God. You're being incorrigible. <laughs> I just want my stain out. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like, the, like, he's, like you were saying earlier, the dishwasher conversation, you know. It is logical that you place the dishes (laughs) vertically along the bottom and the bowls and glasses on top so that they catch the water. I don't see how you don't see this. I also feel like you're acting out scenes from that upcoming film scenes from a marriage. (laughs) Possibly. That's, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. It let's put that in space too you know while we're why let's, not let's go crazy <laughs> yeah but but yeah um yeah just so so looking forward to the the finale uh uh next week i i can't wait to see what what they've got in store for for this last episode because i you know this sort of Almost feels like the the climax of whatever they're doing with the packlids, and mm-hmm. next week we're gonna get maybe like a lower a lowering of that plot line, and then you know just like last year they'll they'll hit us with something else right at the right at the very end, you know, kind of like how they brought the packlids in in the first place, right? So. Well, I mean, the Borg babies. I mean, that's that's a big deal. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, we kind of glossed over that, but that's a, that's a big deal. So. <laughs> yeah, but the Borg yeah. babies were not real, right? That was a hollow program. Yeah, they they were part. The Borg babies were part of Boimler's uh, yeah. training scenario, but I mean, maybe you know that could be, maybe that could be part of Borg's lower Borg. decks duties. Let you me know, clarify the Borg lower deckers, I should say. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the Borg maybe the Borg lower deckers are on babysitting duty. Who knows? <laughs> Logical, you know. Yeah, I should say. I'm sorry. I, I, every time I said Borg babies, I, should, I, I was thinking of the Borg lower deckers. Um, Jim, so. Jim Henson's did, Borg babies. Did you? Yeah, notice? jokes on you. There were actual Borg babies right. this season. <laughs> I don't know. I, know, I remember. They, they were uh, there all along. L-O-L. Did you notice that, like all the like lower deckers, like all their counterparts had the same eyes? You know, like like mm-hmm. Talyn and, and and Mariner literally had the same animated eye shapes. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh. Ooh, there was a Klingon. The, the old Klingon had Shax's scar. Yes, he did. That's honestly, <sighs> they probably just used the same. Right, uh, the same assets. References. Yeah, assets. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I was like, I yeah. don't know anything about design. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it was all there. So, um, 
Oh, uh, you're anyone who's listening is missing Alan's great pantomime right now. <laughs> oh, this, I want to see, I want to see like the Hesperians come in and save the day in medieval couture and oh. all oh, yes. of the Ren fair fashion, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. Be so I think great. that'd be super cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, I would love to get, you know, you know, and, and you know, clearly it feels like we got. Uh, lower doppel decker gangers for uh, <laughs> don't for, hurt yourself. For, don't uh, hurt yourself. I, need, <laughs> I need you for your meme this week. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. Well, this is good. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one to try to pull something out of. But um, yeah, the yeah we we got we got Talen for Mariner. We got for um for boy yeah yeah how many syllables can we cram in this name yeah (laughs) which you know if we're gonna get to lend next year i don't think that 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 guy's gonna have too much of a future in klingon society you know, mm. let's bring him aboard too. He can hey, transfer. Let's go. No, pessimi- no pessimism here. We're we're all looking for like a brighter future for our Ma'a. Come yeah. on <laughs> well, maybe his brighter future is uh, you know, uh stacking crates with, with the rest of them. So. I think his brighter future is probably an exploding bird of prey doing something honorable. That's what well, I, think, right? I like that they kept calling him tiny. I thought that was <laughs> so funny. Because <laughs> I didn't think he was demonstratively smaller than anyone else until it was referenced. And I was like, oh, it's a tiny Klingon. How fun. <laughs> but the, the best part about that whole Klingon affair was the Targ. Targ saving the day, right? Oh, I yeah. mean, the Targs are so ridiculous. I love them so much. And it was so nice because we're obviously not restricted by CG or puppetry or animatronics mm-hmm. to be able to see a Targ in its full yeah. constipated glory yeah <laughs> what was the line yeah. actually that you love so much that he passed? it is it was, it a... was an honorable passing yeah <laughs> the leg so is, yes so the leg right. has been recovered <laughs> yes <laughs> all right lightning around my friend because we are out oh time so all right. uh last thing what, what do you want to see happen in the uh, season finale uh let's see uh well i think it would be cool to get another Big time cameo, like they got uh, Jonathan last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that would be, but you know we I can we can play around. Ooh. I have a theory. I don't know why I'm. I don't know why I'm like whispering into my mic because I shouldn't because that's bad uh, podcasting host. I have a theory. <laughs> Unless it's ASMR, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> so my theory is is that we're going to get Worf. Ooh, Ooh, I was wondering why the Packleds weren't calling all the Klingons Worf. Oh my God! <laughs> Hello, you see Wolf. that? These are treasure hands. I there just dropped are. treasure on everyone. They were they were priming us. Just saying. I'd like to see Worf. You know, I'd like to see Michael Dorn animated, and I think it makes sense. So, anywho's, um, Alan, thank yes. you for your, thank you. Uh, I was like, yes, sir. Uh, sorry, buddy. Got to I, I got to oh, give no. you the uh, got to give you the shepherd's hook. Uh, yep. So, gotta and I just want to say that you know I hope everybody has a great time uh, discussing. The finale uh with any luck i'll be serving on the uss anaheim this time next week so hey oh have fun all right man well have uh, fun we'll try and <laughs> not to spoil too much uh, i'll make sure that you get all the spoilers in your direct feed from me personally Absolutely. Uh, so you know who to blame so, but, <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for calling in always good to see you and uh bring your meme game because oh boy because we're watching all right oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so many great calls, so many great chats, so many great uh, you know comments in the chat section, and I wish we could get to them all. But we are actually uh, legit out of time. So, but I want to ask you, Ashley V. Robinson. Yes. The number one thing that you want to um, to see happen. Uh, I'm sorry, you already said that. The number one thing that we didn't get to in your notes that you loved the most from this episode. Ooh, so tough. Uh, I'm going to go with Shaq's throwing pottery and Rutherford continuing to have the best one-liners where he get out of here, rage. <laughs> He's the best. He's adorable. What about you? Um, probably, hold on a second. I got to my notes here because I'm not nearly as smart as you are. I wrote these down. Uh, I do love the non, like the, it's a small detail. But I love the fact that it started off like non-traditionally with the Klingon translation of um, yes. mm-hmm. the title. I thought that was super cool. 
Um, and the reason why I'm like thrown off, I've been thrown off like my entire game, this entire episode, because every time I talk, I see my name in Klingon. I have no idea what that means. Like, I should know what this means. I don't. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just a guy behind a mic trying to do something for 60 minutes. So you didn't spend I don't your teenage understand. years learning Klingon? No, I was learning Romulan. <laughs> You're just pandering to Valeria now. I see. <laughs> I got to play the long game as Romulans do. Right. <laughs> um, always a pleasure, Ashley, having you on the show. Um, and as much as uh, you were going to be on uh, the season finale with John, mm-hmm. um, I'll take this opportunity to say um, I love and adore you. And I'm glad that we were able to spend this time together. Uh, I'm going to give you the big V on the chin because right. this is what we do. And uh, for everyone who has listened to Ashley and I uh, on um, our coverage from Lower Decks, uh, she's fantastic. Uh, she brings so much great energy to the show. Um, passionate, knowledgeable, and uh, what can else can I say um, that I you know, can't repeat in a court of law? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashley, um, for all of our fans and all of our listeners, uh, how can they uh, stay in touch with you? What's going on with you? And uh, would you like to plug anything at this time? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley V. Robinson. The V is very important. I'm really sad that this is the last time Norman and I are going to get to talk about Star Trek for like a year. And uh, I just want to say, my darling friend, that the feeling is incredibly mutual and uh, can't wait to text you about the finale. Straight up, straight up. And I will totally troll you. Well, I won't troll you. I'll troll John and I'll say hi to you next week. Um, but, in, <laughs> but until next, in, until that time, uh, Mission Log Live has been produced by Roddenberry Entertainment Executive Producer Rod Roddenberry. Technical production on Mission Log and Mission Log Live is provided by... Uh, the amazing, absolutely amazing, dedicated Earl Green, uh, also host of The Green Room. Be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest from Roddenberry Podcasts. And if you would like to support Mission Log directly, give us a look at patreon.com slash mission log. So thanks to everyone who endured the little FB snafu. And for all of you who are going to join us later, if not, have you joined us live. Stay safe, stay healthy. We look forward to talking with you next week. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.